Hey yo, this is LJ. And this is Jay Hen. And right now, you're listening to On Wax, the podcast. And if you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes and you have to leave us a five-star review. You can also like us on Facebook and follow the podcast on SoundCloud and Stitcher. But if you don't, then we're going to have to put your ass on wax. Wax, wax, wax. And again, keep in mind that me and LJ are like 12. One, either you made it, or two, you're fucked. I'm not doing it on Sunday. I'm sorry. Chapulé. I'm gonna exaggerate the fuck out of this. So we had one coach who had a permanent heart on all the time. <laughs> yeah, this shit's kind of annoying Yee! though, but yeah. I'm buying your ass a thong. <laughs> yeah. Who would win right now? You or 55-year-old Jackie Chan? I'm about to throw the fuck up. He wants that little dick. I'd say it's the biggest fight of the year. They may be the best team in the NBA. Fun facts for you about dating. I think different women like different things. Not told oh, you anybody to. about this story what? in my life. On wax. the spider monkey yoder yeah what is what does spider monkey come from like you have to explain that um it's definitely my style of jiu-jitsu if you've ever seen me compete um or even fighting when i first started fighting um my very first pro fight i kind of jumped on the girl's head so kendo kind of nicknamed me it in practice but i think after my first fight a lot of people were like you look like a spider monkey so I, it is stuck. So, so it just based off, you know, researching everything about you, cheerleader to a UFC fighter. Yeah. How did that? How did that come about? Yeah. Well, um, I was a, a swimmer and cheerleader, uh, but yeah, I did. I started fighting in between my freshman and sophomore year in college. So I just had a lot of built-up aggression and. Uh, decided to channel it. Actually, one of my friends invited me to a gym to kind of like channel that to a different direction. And it worked, you know. I, did, I honestly never even thought, even after being into fighting after four years, I didn't think I was going to go professional, let alone be, a, um, be in the UFC. So right. um, it's kind of crazy how it like took off. Yeah, but exactly. it, is, um, it is what it is. So it's, it's exciting. Pretty cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so, you know, like many people, you know, you faced wins and losses, you know, inside and outside of the octagon. Um, and you have your double, you have a double bachelor's in criminal justice, correct? I do. I definitely yeah. um, decided to make sure I got my education before I even thought about pursuing mm-hmm. um, anything serious with fighting. And at, at the time, actually, I never thought I was going to pursue fighting, so... Um, I was just kind of focused on trying to do something with my life. With your double bachelors, you know, and like with all your athletic talent, what does fighting mean to you now at this point? And what does this journey mean to you? I mean, fighting, it's changed my whole perspective on one life and just like doing what you love and not only just doing what I love, like what I do has so much impact on people that are going through struggles and people that don't believe in themselves that, you know, um, I know that kind of sounds corny, but um, being on a stage where I can kind of put my story out there and my my ups and downs and, you know, 
I think it's at least opened the light and shown people that, you know, if you really want something, you can go out and get it. And that's, at the end of the day, that's actually meant more to me. And, like, performing for the fans, and they love how much I fight. They love my, watching my fights. It, it means more to me than any, like, anything. So uh, that's, I think, the biggest thing I've taken away from fighting. Um, and I definitely didn't expect that, you know, going into it. Now, now the UFC, everybody got introduced to you by the Tough House. The Tough House, the Tough House, the Tough House. I have so many questions about the Tough House. But just really briefly, <laughs> how was the living experience there? I mean, was it real catty? Did you, like, really gain a lot of friendships in the t- Tough House? Like, what was the experience um, living there? So let me tell you, being on the Ultimate Fighter is a life-changing experience. I don't care if it was the shittiest season or the coolest season. Um, but our season happened to be one of the, I mean, it was, everybody, no one got in a fight. Everyone got along. Um, the crazy thing is, they like, Forrest Griffin, like, sits you down and he says, none of these people are your friends. You won't talk to any of these people when you leave the show. And it was absolutely the furthest from the truth. One of my best friends to this day is J.J. Otteridge, and she was on my team. Um, I'm still, I talk to my teammates on a regular basis. You know, we were talking every day after the show, but um, we still keep in contact, see how each other's doing. Even people from the other team I'm really good friends with, and I keep in contact with them. So um, that, on that side of it, it was a, an amazing experience that you can't replace. But I will tell you, if you've ever, not even in practice, do you hear someone actually hitting someone? Because, right. you know, when you're in the gym, you still have music, you have outside sound. Right. But I will tell you, nothing is more, like, damaging, and it stays with you than that first fight in the Ultimate Fighter. It was... Julio Brown versus Corey Hendricks. So they were two teammates. Um, so no one was cheering because at the time that no one, you know, like their teammates, no one wanted to cheer for one versus the other. And you could hear these two old five guys just hitting every, like, I'm telling you, it made me want to throw up. So, like, that was like the craziest oh, experience. Wow. And then you had to work out every day. Right. Injured yeah. or not, tired or not. No music, no TV, no books. Stay- like, Ooh. Your stay entertainment was your opponent, you know? So wow. You had to stay on weight, eat healthy, no cell phones, correct? Yeah, and you know what's crazy? They give you whatever you want. So food-wise, I could have ordered, um, like, unhealthy food every single day. But I promise you, if you don't make weight on the Ultimate Fighter, I guarantee you're not going to fight in UFC ever. So right. it okay. was kind of one of those It's like a mind trick. Like, you're like, all right, you, the the – the outlet's there. You can have whatever you want, but you also have to make weight, and potentially you got to make weight three times in six weeks. So, it, exactly. Yeah, it, exactly. It was, and they're like always putting show. alcohol out, and you know, it's just there. So it's pretty it's crazy. Testi- but it was definitely, huh? They're testing you, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> it was, uh, and it was like, I mean, I would call it like the developmental league for like. The NBA, but for fighting. <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah. they teach you all the, like, media, how to talk. Like, you know, it was a good experience. And then uh, you have to – I got to train with a champ. Um, uh, at the time, you know, it was Joanna Young-Jacek. So, inspiring her kind of built your confidence. And just being able to learn these things from outside your camp, it was uh, definitely a life experience that I, I, I'm very grateful for. Okay, so it sounds like – you had a good experience with Johanna, but from an outside looking in, like the viewer standpoint, we see the big bully, especially during that season. 
um, with Claudia and some of the you know altercations that she got into, some of the things that we got to see with Rose. You're you're saying that that she's not that way, like as a coach, like she she she. Was, oh, not at all. Uh, she definitely was like she definitely beat our ass. Don't get me wrong. Right. Like you guys want to be UFC fighters and then just fuck us up. But yeah. no, nice. I'm sorry, I don't know if I want that. But uh, fuck, fuck yeah, you can. Genuinely, I think <laughs> I think she cared about us so much more, you know, than what they portrayed. And it's kind of sad because, you know, TV, they need a good guy, they need a bad guy. And that's, I understand for ratings and whatever, but she really cared about us. Um, to this day, I still talk to her. Um, nice. So, that's, it, you know, she keeps in contact. And it, it's just really awesome uh, to be able to have, have had that relationship and still have that relationship. Now, I know, I know that this is, uh, this is probably... You can't answer. You 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 might. Did you have a preference going into the house, whether it was Claudia or Johanna? Of course, you want the champ. You're like, oh, okay. I want to be nice. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Best. Yeah, want the best. And crazy enough, uh, so when I came to Team Quest, my first Muay, my first Muay Thai coach, Muay Thai coach on her coaching team. So oh, I nice. was actually one of my first coaches, and I didn't tell anybody that. So like, probably two weeks into the show, I was like, you do realize I was like. Like, he was the first person I learned Muay Thai from. So uh, it was a little comfort in that sense, you know, was it like being completely um, alienated from everything I knew. So it was kind of nice to have. Nice. Awesome. Cool. So, so um, you know, uh, coming off a couple of a, a couple of losses, you know, one by split decision, you know, that was, you know, probably really, uh, really a that was That tough, was a tough fight. Really, really yeah. tough. Um, moving forward. Do you think you have something to prove to the to the UFC and to your fans? I do, and I think you know. I think there's something holding me back, and I think it's on like uh, something I got to figure out in my own head. Mm-hmm. Um, I think skills wise, I think everybody can kind of see that it's there. It's just that breaking point. I just need in myself to like kind of let go and just let everything instead of. I think the best way to explain my past experience, especially in the UFC, if you watch me before the UFC, I'm a crazy fighter. Like, I will yeah, do the craziest moves. <laughs> yes, yeah, spider monkey moves. And it's because at the end of the day, like, that's what I love to do, and I'm, I'll put myself out there. And then when you go into the UFC, I think, you know, you don't want to lose the opportunity and almost playing it too safe and thinking about things too much in the fight. That kind of helps me back, back in a sense. Um, and you're always growing from your mistakes. You're learning from your mistakes. But I think that, you know, I'm, I'm the biggest thing holding myself back. And, you know, I'm working on it. So I definitely have something to prove. And I think you can kind of see it in my performances that I'm growing each performance. And at the end of the day, I started this fight game way later than most people. So a lot of people have some kind of background. And my background is swimming and dance and cheer. So um, I still have a lot to prove. And uh, a lot of wear and tear I can still do on this body. So uh, I'm excited to... Uh, learn from my mistakes and grow and just put on a really great performance and hopefully an amazing win my next fight. Well, on that, on that note, do you believe like in like moral victories? Because after the fight with Dern, like you're all they talked about. You said they, they were just talking about how you expose weaknesses and you uncovered holes and this, that, and the other, like, although she won, it was a, dog fight yeah, and i don't think fight. anybody expected that right. and, and like i said everyone was talking about you yeah. after that fight did you consider it like a moral victory no i mean i don't i'm probably definitely the hardest person and most fighters are the hardest on themselves 
And uh, coming from, you know, already a loss, uh, you know, you hear things from both of my last fight, like all of my fights in the UFC, they're like, it could have went easily either way. You know, you hear those things and it kind of sticks with you. And you're like, man, what am I doing wrong? So right. even all the good things coming out of it, like all the new fans, I appreciate it. And I love that how many new fans I have and how much respect I've earned from people that didn't know me before. Um, it, it's just, um, it's humbling for sure. And it gives me that confidence to want to get back in the cage because initially, you know, it, you get beat down so many times. You're like, am I doing it? Am I, am I on the right sport? Like, I don't know. Right. So, um, it's definitely giving me that, uh, push to get back in, uh, change some stuff and really want to fight again. So, well, I think you're definitely in the right sport because you definitely have, you know, uh, uh, some definitely good wins out there. So I wouldn't question that. It definitely uh, means a lot. Thank you. Thank you. It really does. Cause I was, I, w- I really struggled. That's this loss has been really hard on me in that sense of like, trying to figure out who I am like you know am I supposed to do this am I you know I love fighting it's like uh, like thinking about stepping away is like the hardest thing but you know you can only take so many like blows of like loss and like man I put my heart everything into my training my diet everything so it's just a lot but I love what I do so I'm I'm definitely getting back to it I'm gonna get another you know fight my belt so so you just recently fought in March. Has there been any talk of an upcoming fight, or is it too early yet? No, we're really trying to push um, push for anything. And, you know, the UFC, it's so already, it gets packed before. You know, you have to push pretty much after your fight to get a fight in a couple months. If you don't win, you know, it's, oh, okay. it's really hard. If you win, they'll give you a turnaround fight, no doubt. But right. even, you know, the circumstances, whatever, um, I'm really pushing. I'm back in the gym training full time. So I took a little break. I, I needed, um, like, a I needed that, like, you know, time just to myself and yeah. get my own thoughts together. So um, I'm training really hard again and I, I feel really good. So I want to get, I want to get back to the octagon as soon as possible. So, yeah. Well, this is, this is on wax. So this is the opportunity. Do you have anybody specifically you want <laughs> or anybody um, can get it? I'm person. If you know me, I don't call people out. Like, my, I have a lot of teammates and people that tell me that, you know, if you want to get in there, you got to call people out. And I'm just not right. that person. Um, <laughs> right. I just want to get in there and perform for the fans. And as you can see, um, I took my first UFC fight on less than uh, three weeks' notice. And it was pretty much two weeks. Um, and I fought one of the toughest girls. And a lot of people didn't know who she was either. But she, if you knew anything about girl fighters, I came in fighting someone super tough, you know, so... I don't care who they put in front of me. I'm just there to perform for the fans. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I was uh, going to ask, you know, for your next fight, you know, do you change anything physically that you're doing? Like in terms of training, are you going to do something, you know, different training regiment this time that you didn't do last time? Are you going to do something different <sighs> mentally? I don't know. Maybe you're going to do like, some, well, like sort of, I don't know. Yeah. Mentally, I think is where I've changed. Even the last camp, I started changing things mentally and I was going into that camp i had an amazing camp i was so confident going into that fight um so it's just one of those things is continue work like you know even there's always holes no matter how good if i if i won that fight i would have went back and like okay i gotta fix my holes like where did i you know where could i have finished the how fight? can you do you know, better you right. yeah so and i'm so i'm a perfectionist and i want to do the best i can do and i think 
that being said, like, uh, I'm just going to go full in and work on everything and yep. hopefully come out with, like, um, a gnarly finish in my next fight. Um, that's, you know, what you shoot for. So um, that's my goal right now. Now, uh, we've been asking every UFC fighter this question. We've got mixed answers. What is the most satisfying way to win? Is it by knockout or is it by submission? Dude, I think at this point, like, I so rewind a little bit. In my last fight, when I dropped McKenzie, I right. didn't know I had the capabilities to do it. And you could, anyone that wasn't even a fight fan could probably see in my face that I was surprised that I did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I went and got my hair done by my hairdresser, who has nothing to do with fighting. She's like, yeah, you should have attacked her. Like, you stepped back. Like, you were like, what? And you were I'm there. Like, she realized it, you know. But, so I think a knockout was so crazy because it's just something I didn't think I was capable of. And, you know, that's just one thing about this fight game is, like, I'm always proving myself, like, things that I didn't think I was capable of. And it, it's, like, the craziest feeling. It's, uh, so I think definitely a knockout would be, like, awesome. to me, would be, like, holy shit, like, this little girl can, like, you see my arms? They're not that big. Like, how did that happen? <laughs> well, well, yeah. well, like I said, uh, <laughs> We actually spoke to Zach Cummings, and he had made a good point. He said that he likes submission because you physically break that yeah, person. And, and, I, and, and the, rest of, the rest of the fighters said knockout, so that, that was no surprise. But, but when, he had, when he had put I it that way, I was it, like, say, Okay, so you like submit someone and they tap, but what if you submit someone and it's like a choke that they cut off the blood circulation and they go. accidentally go to sleep? They right. didn't technically break. You just kind of, right. you know, like you stop the flow of energy. <laughs> you know, right. so like I can, I can see that, but I could also see it like, well, I didn't jump. You know, you know, people are like, I didn't jump, so you went right. to sleep though. But sure. kind of like yeah. the uh, your Kiesa body, fight. your body Kiesa, broke on you. Kiesa was out of it. I yes. thought he was out of it, but you know, not sure. Yeah. Did you have the opportunity to and, watch the last pay per view? Uh, yeah, I did. You know, um. I try and watch all the fights, especially those girl fights on that or anywhere. Like, I, I enjoy – there's been, like, some really good fights lately, and especially even this last weekend's card was – Right. Oh, yeah. It was Stacked. a pretty good card, you know, like, so many right. upsets and comebacks, and that's what you want to see as a fan. Um, and, you know, I mean, a fighter, you don't want to, like, pretty much dominate the whole fight and then lose in the last couple minutes, but um, – it happens, but that's kind of what the fans want, you know. They want to see that upset and the, the like, oh my gosh, factor. So, what do you what 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 does the UFC do with Conor McGregor next? Oh man, they're just gonna make so much money off this guy. You okay. know this, it's right, like the right. Yeah. WWE. Yeah, He's so, I know so they're upset, psh- and, and it's a shame because there's fighters that missed out on great opportunities and had to yeah. be hospitalized, but right. At the end of the day, they're just going to um, build the momentum that yeah. they have now. Because, I mean, look, the president of the United States tweeted about this situation. Like, oh, oh, shit. What in the world? Like, that's crazy, right? Did you guys see the tweet? I did. I didn't see I that. I did. I didn't know he did, he did yeah, that. Crazy. Yeah, wow. Yeah, he did. He was talking about how he's going to build the next wall. He's going to build it on the East Coast. There you go. <laughs> God damn. He tweets about he everything anyways. He always tweets anyways. <laughs> Wow. But I mean, just that exposure, you know, it's it's insane, and it's just it's just putting bringing that much more media to the the sport, and it's sad that it had to be that way. But um, well, everybody benefits from it except for the guys that you know got hurt and couldn't fight. So 
I guess we could say that uh, Donald Trump should be watching uh, Conor McGregor's next fight. So that'd be kind of interesting. Oh, he'll be watching for sure. <laughs> yeah, he'll be watching for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're we're gonna go off on this question, Ashley. Um, okay. One of the one of the listeners begged me to ask this question. I was a little bit on the fence and hesitant, but they want to know: Are you single? Because when I said that I was interviewing you, they said she is a smoke show and ask her if she's single. Yeah, that was a big question. Uh, I'm afraid to answer this question. Um, yeah, I'm definitely single, but um, I'm focused on fighting and you know getting to the win column. So um, I'm actually, people at the gym call me grandma because um, I have two boxer dogs. And if I'm not at oh, the nice. gym, I'm usually at home playing with them. So nice. I'm super focused. And, you know, it, it, it's um, it's a laughing joke, of course, to everyone because they're like, yeah, yeah, like, you know, like making fun of me because I'm about to turn 30. Technically, I'm already 30, but I celebrate my birthday um, in May. So um, kind of a fun fact about me. I have two birthdays, but, uh, yeah. So why so me? Um, um, well, so I, just to bring it, I don't want to like make you guys sad or anything, but so my birthday is when my brother passed away. Um, that's kind of what got me into fighting, but my actual 18th birthday, which is in October, um, that year, my friends decided to randomly throw me a, a surprise birthday party in May, May 12th to be exact. And so from that time on, for the it's now been 13 years. I've never talked about my October birthday unless, you know, medically I have to. Um, and I always celebrate it in May. So yeah. Um, that's, yeah, kind of like a little weird fact about me. But, um, yeah. Cool. Well, well, sorry for your loss. And we're yeah. wishing you a happy birthday, May 12th. Yeah. And, um, yes. and thank uh, you. Thank you. And, I appreciate uh, it. John should uh, tell his friend that uh, he has no chance at all to get with you, at all. Hold on. Say it one more. Say it one more time, LJ. I said John needs to tell his friend that he has no chance with you. So. No chance. <laughs> that's what you got. <laughs> all right, well, Ashley Yoder. Yeah, that's not nice. <laughs> Ashley Yoder, UFC superstar. We're gonna keep our eye on you. Oh, wishing so you a happy crazy. birthday. Yeah. And not yeah. only are we wishing a victory, we victory. are wanting and are we going to get a knockout? We need it. Knockout victory. Man, I, I'm going to try for you guys. All right. Awesome. And then <laughs> so whenever you do it, for- and then whenever you do it and they raise your hand, you have to say on wax the podcast or, or LJJ head. <laughs> At that point, LJJ, I'm pretty sure okay. <laughs> we're, we, we are the last thing that she's going to be thinking about after the knockout. I promise. Oh, I hope not. Oh, I hope not. Oh, man. But we really appreciate you it. Right. Awesome. Thank you so really much for having me. Hey, yes, ma'am. And uh, we're, we're, we're rooting from you uh, for you from San Antonio to D.C., okay? Oh, thank you so much. All right. Thank yeah. you, everybody. That was right. Ashley, the spider monkey, Yoder, UFC superstar. I had to get that question off. I'm sorry, but he's going to be happy tomorrow or whenever we post this that I asked the question. So what's actually funny I had is to, that I had to, what's, what's really funny is that that person was you. What's even funnier than that is you kept that dicky cup right next to your mouth the entire time. You like dick. I like dick next to your mouth. Ah. No, but actually, Yoder, guys, um, she's cool, man. Man, she seemed like a. I, if the video is like it's showing up on me, LJ's face just froze up on the dicky cup. I hope to God that <laughs> the people are seeing what I am seeing because so. it is absolutely. 
priceless.